This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for joining us as we charge towards the summer, as we head towards that June 1st dead period ending date. We've got Brandon Huffman on the line. He's a national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports. And we actually had to peel him off the Red Rock out in the desert in Nevada because he was dealing with triple-digit temperatures this past weekend at the Polynesian Bowl Combine and Showcase. We will discuss that as well as some of the top names on that roster sheet and refresh their recruitments. Brandon, how are we doing? Dude, I'm doing good, Blair. And not only was it in the triple digits for temperature, the winds were much like they were a few weeks ago for the pylon. That and the temperatures alone were pushing me into the red rock needing to be peeled. And that's why and that's why I said it. I mean, there's nothing like being out in the desert in 115 degree weather <laughs> while you're standing on turf, right? The, the turf gets up to probably 120 plus, 125. And... Then there's what 50 mile an hour gusts that are that are kind of shooting some sand in your face. It's all part of the job. It is. And I think people think that those little pellets that are in the field turf, not only do they soften the blow, they find a way to get underneath your mask and into your mouth somehow because of the wind. So it's a pretty unique experience uh, across the board. A little toxic, a little toxic. So <laughs> we will discuss one of the top performers at that event. And we just released the new top 24-7 for the 2023 class over at 247sports.com. You can head over to, to player rankings to check all on those. And we've got a number one or a new number one outside linebacker in that 2023 class. That would be Tausili Akana, who's originally from the state of Hawaii, played at Kamehameha as a freshman, headed over to the state of Utah and played at Wasatch as a sophomore. Sounds like he'll be back in the state of Hawaii for his junior and senior year and will play up in the North Shore at Kahuku. But this is a player who right now has probably the the fastest rise uh, among any players out West, among any players in, in the country, and is, is really, I think, scratching the surface of what he could be. A really long and physical prospect who is getting some attention from SEC schools and getting some new offers and now is the number one outside linebacker in that 2023 class i think when you look at him he's kind of that new hybrid of what outside linebackers college coaches covet a guy who's got the length where you know if he needs to drop into coverage he gets a tight end if he's got the quickness to cover against the receiver and a running back but then he's also got the size and the speed and the quickness off the edge where he could rush the passer if that's what you want him to do and he's really much you know we have comped in a little bit to Cyrus Moss, who's a top 50 player in the 2022 class. And we've comped Cyrus Moss to Anthony Barr quite a bit over the course of his recruitment. And Tassili is in that same mold where he can cover with the best of them, but he also is a guy that we think can get after the quarterback. When you watch him in some drills, you know, you see that speed on display. And this is a fourth different event that we've seen him this spring, really in the last three months. 
And he's been, you know, among the top two or three defensive performers at each of those events, whether it was the two pylon events, uh, the one in Bullhead City or the one in Mesquite a couple weeks ago, whether it was at the Avery Strong 7-on-7 a couple weeks ago in Utah that you and I saw him, or this weekend at the Polynesian Combine. I mean, you continue to see the growth of him as a player and a guy that I think is getting bigger and filling out a little bit more too. Probably plays his, his, his junior year at about, you know, 6'4", 6'5", in that 225, 230 range, but without shedding any of his athleticism, a guy that I think, he, like you said, he's going to just continue to trend up. Tausili Akana picked up the invite to the 2023 Polynesian Bowl All-Star Game. Recently has added offers from Ole Miss, Colorado, USC, Washington, LSU is, is one of those SEC schools that's already on him. I know he's gotten some attention from Ohio State, offers from Wisconsin, Arizona, and Cal. I mean, his recruitment is only is only beginning and it's beginning to take off. And this is a player who we're going to be talking a lot about, I'm sure, on, on this podcast. So Start to familiarize yourself with Tausili Akana, the number one rated outside linebacker so far right now in this 2023 class. Huff, what else stood out to you out there at the Combine and showcase in beautiful Mesquite, Nevada? Well, I think if we're going to talk about guys that have continued to have kind of meteoric rises this spring, we have to talk about Nico Yamadieva out of Warren High School in Downey, California. He's another big mover. I think that him and Tassili had probably the two biggest moves in the top 100 in the country in this class. Um, and a big thing for Nico was just the ability to get sophomore film. You know, his freshman year, he was playing at Long Beach Poly, was the backup there transferred over to Warren High School, sat out the first game, and then really set the world on fire from that game. But even before that time, even before that game, you know, he had, or before the season started, he had earned an invitation to the Under Armour All-American game based on his performance at the Pylon event in Bullhead City. So we see him there. You see the season he has. We got to see him at the underclassman report camp in Mission Viejo two weekends ago. And then this weekend, he was the overall skills MVP. Just another guy that you, you, know, you, you look at and you see him continuing to get better and better each time we see him. He also earned an invitation to the game, the first quarterback selected. He is now the number three pro-style quarterback in the country after Malachi Nelson and Arch Manning. But this is starting to turn into a conversation now where, hey, you know what? Is Nico and Malachi, that gap continuing to close between the two of them? And can Nico end up having a Bryce Young type of rise where he just continues to move up in the rankings and ends up finding himself in the top 10 and like Bryce Young did maybe at the top when 2023 signing day comes around? It's possible, but I'm not betting against him considering the, the spring he's had. Yeah, a player like Nicholas Iamaleava uh, from Warren in, in, in California down in Downey, I think he benefits from what we've seen out of Marcus Mariota in college and then his kind of his rise to superstardom out of the state of Hawaii to a Tango Vailoa and what he did at Alabama. Um, and even now a, a DJ Uyangalele, who's going to be one of the key components of Clemson's run towards the college football playoff this fall. And, and Iamaleava, I, I think, gets some of that that buzz, but it, it's all self self earned as well. I mean, the, the the fact that he's able to go out to some of these events and and really show off that arm strength, I think makes him a really intriguing. And I know Greg Biggins, our our colleague and good friend over at twenty four seven sports com, had a nice little breakdown of of what to expect out of Iamaleava this this coming summer. I know he's going to try to camp with a few schools, and similarly to Tausili Akana, I think his recruitment is only beginning to take off, and it's going to be interesting to see where 
things go this summer, especially with guys like Malachi Nelson and Arch Manning also being highly coveted at that quarterback spot. And we know that the dominoes continue to fall. There wasn't a, a Polynesian Bowl this, this past year in, in 2021, like the other the other All-American games that, that were also canceled, the Army All-American Bowl or the All-American Bowl in San Antonio, and, and as well as the Under Armour All-America game down in Orlando. Uh, what's your feel now after going to the Combine and Showcase um, about that game, that event, and I guess the the direction of, of this game, which has really become one of the prestigious events of the calendar year. I know there's a lot of excitement building towards next January already. Yeah, and that's just with you and myself and, and Greg Biggins, the excitement of getting over there to cover that event. People don't realize how much work goes into that event and the coverage of that event. I mean, you know, it, it is hard when it's as warm as it is. Sometimes it rains. I mean, it's a it's a pretty difficult task, but I think we're game for it. And we know we're game because we missed a year. And you look at this year's game and it's loaded. I mean, you, one of the things about this game that really allows it to stand up to the Army and the Under Armour, which, you know, both had 10, 15 years head starts, is it doesn't conflict with any other game. You know, in years past, you see guys having to choose between the Army Bowl or the All-American Bowl, as it's known now, or the Under Armour All-American game, and you can do one, but you can't do the other. Well, the Polynesian Bowl being two weeks later, you get the best of all worlds. So you get guys that maybe played in San Antonio, maybe played in Orlando, and they're going to come and play in Hawaii. So you get a much better top end of it than maybe the other two games do because there's not the conflict of choosing between the two. The, the one issue that the game run in, runs into, and you know it's understandable in a day and age where more and more players graduate early and get on campus for early enrollment in January, is a lot of guys will enroll in the school that they enroll, won't let them leave after a week or two of, camp, of school to go to an All-American game. But we've also seen how well some of these schools play the recruiting game. You know, we saw it three years ago when Tommy Togiai, who ended up going to Ohio State, he signed with Ohio State, but understanding the importance of this game, Urban Meyer let him leave and go out to Hawaii and play in the game. I know you were there the first year where there were some guys that were playing or had enrolled that because they were playing for a national championship like Alabama, you know, it wasn't as easy for some of those players to get there. But in years past, I mean, shoot, two years ago, we saw DJ Oingalele be in, I want to say, New Orleans for the national championship game on that Monday night when Clemson was playing LSU. He was impersonating, or I guess he was the scout team quarterback for Joe Burrow for Clemson when they were prepping for LSU. He goes from New Orleans to Hawaii to play in the game and started that game at the end of the week. So that's one of the conflicts, but you're seeing a, a real eager desire by recruits to play in this game. I mean, who wouldn't want to play the final high school game of their career in the state of Hawaii on the island? The, the only thing different this year that we're going to see from years past is that because of Aloha Stadium no longer housing a game this year the game's gonna be played at Kamehameha High School which you know you and I see every year as the practice facility what a what a view I mean what an incredible view it's gonna be great for television and I know guys, guys are eager I know you know talking to Jesse Sapolu, Ma'atanavasa, Rio Mahi so many of the guys that are key in this game they can't wait to get this game back to the island in January what a brutal week that is for you, Brandon Huffman, to, to have to choose between some teriyaki chicken or some some short ribs or some sh some garlic shrimp in, in your in your lunch plate or uh, when you're going over to the dessert table and you have to choose between the coconut or the guava or the pineapple or whatever <laughs> it is. I mean, that really, really tough week for you out, out on the islands. And that doesn't even count, you know, what kind of coffee I'm going to get each morning from Kona Coffee Purveyors. Do I go for the mocha or do I just go for a really strong Kona Coffee Brew? I mean, it's, again, people don't understand the, the sacrifices that, you know, you and I make when we go over there. 
It's a rough, it's a rough week for sure. We're going to get into some of the big names that are already signed up to play in the 2022 Polynesian Bowl right after this break. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The dead period has been in effect for over a year, but when June 1st hits, it is finally over. Official visits are back, unofficials too, and coaches and recruits can finally meet face-to-face. With so much going on, don't worry, we will cover everything you need to know right here. For the whole month of June, we are adding a new feature to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast feed every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday during the month. Make sure to listen to our special five minute morning episodes i will be joined by your favorite 24 7 sports national recruiting analyst to preview the visits and recap the biggest news as we navigate what will surely be a crazy recruiting month that's every monday wednesday and friday in june right here on the 24 7 sports football recruiting podcast feed Brandon Huffman, are you excited for June? I, I asked Greg Biggins this same question uh, on this epi- or on this podcast feed earlier this week, and, and now you're on this episode. And I want to I want to capture your passion and your your excitement for the month of June and official visits and and recruits being able to meet with coaches face to face. I think we've all been itching for it, and I'm I'm supercharged. I am too. I think what's probably making this the most intriguing is you now add the added dimension of colleges being able to work players out when they have them on campus for an unofficial visit. So now you don't just get camps, you don't just get official visits, but now you get some of these individual workouts. Now we're not going to get to see them like we would if we were at a camp, but it's going to be really a, a nice, interesting added layer to June. Guys that maybe had an offer sight unseen, and the reality is the majority of 2022s have been given those offers sight unseen. They haven't been seen by a college coach in a year and a half. Now they have an offer. Now they're going to go spend their own money to go on their own dime and take an unofficial visit to a school. And now you might start to see a little bit of uncertainty with that player and those coaches or those coaches and that player. So it just adds another layer to it that is going to be fascinating. You know, we talked a lot over the course of the 2021 class of the so many commitments being made sight unseen and really just the trust that players had to have in the coaches and coaches had to have in the players. But now that, you know, layer is being peeled off and they're going to get to see each other. They're going to get to really see if this is the best fit. And so you might have some guys that are ready to commit. They go to a workout and all of a sudden that school is now saying, uh, you should really look at all your options first. Or maybe that coach, they go on the visit and these players realize, I don't like this coach after getting a chance to work out for them. There there could be a lot of heartbreak on both ends, but it just adds another dimension to something that really we've been missing and lacking for the better part of 18, 19 months. And we will be covering it all here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast feed. Remember, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, catch up with your favorite team or the hottest topic from across the country here on this podcast. Brandon, one of those players that's going to be hitting the road and taking some official visits beginning in the month of June has already committed to play in the 2022 Polynesian Bowl. That would be four-star safety Zion Branch out of Bishop Gorman High School in Las Vegas. He will be out at Oklahoma 
He will be at Ohio State and he will be out at USC in June. And then this week announced that in the month of November, he plans to take official visits to Alabama for the Clemson game or for the LSU game. And then the week after that, he will be at Clemson for for his final and fifth official visit of the process. Now, this is a prospect who right now has three votes in the crystal ball for USC. So the Trojans are, are the favorites, I guess, heading into those visits, heading into the summer. And right now, you would assume and you would have to think that this is as, as close to a must-get for USC and Coach Dante Williams as there is out West, particularly with their success recruiting defensive backs since Dante Williams uh, joined the staff. I think that, you know, obviously the branches have been a very popular name this spring, this offseason, whether it's, you know, Zion's recruitment, whether it's Zechariah's track times. And, you know, the, the attention is going to flip back to, to Zion, as it should with the older brother. You know, younger brothers sometimes will do whatever they can to take the attention away from the big brother. So what does Zechariah do? He goes and runs some of the fastest 100 meter times in the country. But this is the big brother's world and Zion's time is this spring. And so these visits this spring are going to be crucial because, as you and I have seen numerous times, and again, really since the spring official visits became more a commonplace, I think the 2017, 2018 cycle, when you had the early signing day, that was really the last time that you really saw visits in the fall really making a difference because then the next year you started to add those early spring visits and those spring officials now may dictate whether or not we even get to November and the Alabama and Clemson visits. Now, all signs have been pointing to with Zion Branch that he's going to take all five trips. But the power of taking those official visits in the month of June is numbers. And what I mean, what I mean by that is that you might take a visit to a school in the middle of June and then might other be some other guys taking visits that same time. And now all of a sudden they may be ready to make their decision and numbers at schools you really like may start to dwindle. Does he get to Alabama and Clemson in November or do the Ohio State, Oklahoma, USC visits in June do one of those trips, especially, you know, like you said, there's three crystal ball predictions for him to go to USC. That's the last visit he has scheduled for June. That's Dante Williams Forte is closing up shop and locking the class up well in advance of signing day. So does the USC visit, does that overshadow Oklahoma and Ohio State? and prevent him from even getting to Alabama and Clemson, that's where we're going to see a lot of different things at, at play. And one of those is, again, the recruiting chops of Dante Williams. I think he's won the last two Pac-12 Recruiter of the Year honors at Oregon first and then USC this last year. He's a convincing fellow. You've got Zion you know, coming from, let's be honest, Vegas is a suburb of Southern California anymore, at least when it comes to recruiting. So a lot of things are pointing to that USC visit that could bode well for the Trojans. Meanwhile, Alabama and Clemson are just probably saying, hey, take your time, stick it out. You've waited long enough. Just wait a few more months and get down here for a game in November before you go ahead and make a decision. Yeah. And now remember, this is a player who hasn't been able to hit the road, hasn't been able to meet with coaches or, or visit some of these schools. So this is going to be his first exposure to a, some of those environments, the Ohio States, the Oklahoma's two, two programs are obviously notoriously now in the college football playoff race. And keep in mind as well that even though he's going to be taking his official visits to those schools, it doesn't prevent him from heading out to those schools later on for unofficials, whether he gets out there for a weekend, checks out a game. I mean, I'm looking at USC's schedule right now. 
now because you can you can bet that if Zion Branch does make those visits to Alabama and to Clemson in early November, that there's still a big game on the schedule for USC in later later in November, November 20th against UCLA. So I'd imagine that if things start to sway one way or the other, Zion Branch would find his way back to the to the Coliseum at some point later on in the recruiting process. Another player that's already committed as well to the 2022 Polynesian Bowl is Josh Connerly. He's a four-star offensive lineman from the Pacific Northwest, so a player that you're very familiar with, Brandon. And and, and I know he also is kind of starting to narrow narrow his focus in recruiting and, and zone in on some schools. Yeah, he made the top 12 last week of alphabetically Alabama, Arizona State, Auburn, Cal, Michigan, Oklahoma, Oregon, Stanford, Texas, UCLA, USC, and Washington. But I think there's really about a half dozen schools, maybe seven schools that are in the mix really truly for him. Uh, I've maintained for a while that I think that the solid six have been Alabama, Oklahoma, Oregon, Texas, USC, and Washington. But I'm going to throw Michigan in that mix. And I think part of that's because he's built a great relationship with Michigan's new director of player personnel, Courtney Morgan, who is a West Coast native himself, but played at the University of Michigan. And one of the reasons why they built such a good relationship is that when Courtney was at Fresno State and even San Jose State before him, he recruited the Northwest Heart. In fact, he signed one of Connolly's really close friends, Frank O'Gratton, at Fresno State in the 2021 class. So there's a lot of comfort. There's a lot of trust there between Connerly's camp and Courtney uh, Morgan and Michigan. So now that he's at Michigan, the Wolverines are right there in it. That said, you know, there's also another factor in there, and that's the fact that Connolly has never left Rainier Beach. There's an interesting twist there, too. Jamal Crawford, the longtime NBA player, went to Michigan out of Rainier Beach, but there's probably been no athlete in Seattle who's been more instrumental in giving back to his community over the last 10, 15 years than Jamal Crawford to the Seattle community. And I asked Connerly, does you know Jamal Crawford ever talk about Michigan? He says, no, not at all. He doesn't talk recruiting with me. We don't talk about Michigan. He just says, you got to do what's best for you. But the one thing he does says is you always have to take care of your hometown. And that's why I, I'm not... 100% confident enough to put a crystal ball towards Washington, but it's why I felt Washington has a legitimately great chance at keeping Connerly home. He is the top player in the state. He's the top player in the region, a top two tackle nationally, but as a Seattle kid to the core, I mean, his high school is, you know, less than 10 miles away from Husky Stadium, and he's got a great relationship with Scott Huff, the offensive line coach there at Washington. So I think what Jamal Crawford has done since he left college has resonated more with Connerly, and it's something that I think is why Washington is in a very enviable position. They've got that home field advantage, and Connerly has said over and over, he is loyal to the city of Seattle, and that's something that none of the other schools in its top 12 can provide is that proximity to his home. Yeah, that could be one of the more eventful recruitments to monitor heading into this summer. Josh Connerly, four-star offensive lineman from the Pacific Northwest. And Huff, before we let you go, another player from your neck of the woods who's also committed to the 2022 Polynesian Bowl and is one of the headliners on that roster would be Tobias Merriweather. He's a four-star wide receiver. The likes of Notre Dame, Stanford, Tennessee, UCLA, USC, all vying for his services there as well. What's the latest on, on Merriweather? Well, I'm feeling a real Stanford-Notre Dame battle for Merriweather. He's one of two. In fact, you, you mentioned Connor Lee a second ago. Tobias Merriweather is the only other player of two players in the country that have an offer from all 12 Pac-12 schools. And Merriweather got that Stanford offer, which was his, I think, the last Pac-12 offer that he needed to get that. And the Cardinal are very, very much on the short list for him. That said, he took a visit out to Notre Dame in the fall of 2019. Didn't get the offer from the Irish for about a year, but he got enough of an experience out there that he loved his time in South Bend. So 
He's got one official visit scheduled already for the month of June. That's going to be to Notre Dame on June 11th. While I think he will still wait until the fall and take three or four official visits, he's already said he wants to take an official to Tennessee and get an SEC game day while he's at it. He's got all the Pac-12 schools. He's going to do the Stanford application to see if he gets admitted. Uh, you got UCLA and USC on his shortlist. Washington State's another wild card there. His close friend and, and kind of his mentor in high school, Lincoln Victor, who former Polynesian bowl player himself, left Hawaii and is now at Washington State. And he's trying to get Merriweather to join him there. You know, Washington and Oregon were two of the schools that most people thought this was really going to be a battle for early on, but he's not really looking at those two. It's really more about Stanford and Notre Dame. And right now, I think the Irish are in a good spot for him, but he's going to get that visit in June. I don't anticipate a decision coming from him until at least January when he will announce it probably at the All-American Bowl in San Antonio. Maybe he waits to the Polynesian Bowl, but he won't sign until February because he's doing track. He's going to graduate early, so he won't enroll until the summer. So there's still a long way to go in Merriweather's recruitment, but Notre Dame is definitely going to get the advantage early by getting him on campus next month. Tobias Merriweather, another player committed to the 2022 Polynesian Bowl All-Star roster. You you can check that over at 247sports.com. We peeled Brandon back from the Red Rock out in Mesquite, Nevada to bring him on the show. And, and we didn't even ask him about JT Tuimoloa. We're, we're, we're saving that one for, for maybe a, another podcast, Brandon, where you can you know give us the latest scoop on, on the uh, top unsigned prospect in the 2021 class. Can't wait. And I think that JT may have a decision sometime in 2021. <laughs> that is Brandon Huffman. You can follow him on Twitter at Brandon Huffman. He's a national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports. That will do it for us this week. Check back next week for more on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. CBS Sunday. After the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. CBS season finale Sunday after the Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.